0: we joined on the line now by Mohammed Nala, head of strategic research at Nedbank CIB. Good morning, Mohammed.
1: Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners.
0: Oh, Mohammed, US elections. It's a big one today. And markets in free fall, yeah?
1: Yeah, not, not in a happy space at all. I think that's actually an understatement. I mean, we've got uh, moves larger than 4% negative on, on the Nikkei uh, this morning. But you're seeing the impact uh, filter through most of your markets, and we can chat through all of those very quickly. Uh, as it stands currently, uh, CNN's currently projecting the fact that Donald Trump may well win the state of Florida. and This will push him into a lead in terms of the Electoral College vote. Uh, And just to, to, let's rewind. Just an update for you on that one.
0: He has won Florida. It is confirmed. Uh,
1: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, uh, this is just almost inconceivable. I can almost see some people with their head in hands thinking this is the end of the world. And the fact of the matter, Sakina, markets got relatively complacent going into yesterday. We saw a strong rally across most risk assets, U.S. equities, the RAND itself as well, pushing down into the thirteen twenties at one point in time. Uh, This inconceivable, very narrow margin between Trump with Trump actually in the lead as it stands currently then uh, has, has certainly roiled markets. You've seen the pressure come through in terms of emerging market currencies specifically the Mexican peso. I mean, that's particularly hard hit. That's always been used as your barometer in terms of where this U.S. election is going and, and the knock-on impact. We've seen our own RAND trade significantly weaker. Uh, but then I guess, you know, where you get some losers, you're getting some winners. The big winner, obviously, coming through by way of gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, gold uh, coming through as a safe haven asset. We've seen that perform relatively strongly. And I guess for now, for as long as this remains uncertain, that's likely going to be the place where most investors investors go to hold, uh, go go to hide. Uh, At this point in time, you can expect liquidity to remain relatively thin. Uh, You're seeing a little bit of panic come through in terms of markets. You also see, lastly, oil markets, those also fairly sharply lower down in excess of 3%. So if Trump actually does carry through with a win, I think certainly like Brexit was unexpected, it's going to mean a very busy day for most in the market. And unfortunately, it's probably going to mean that the losses that we're seeing uh, based on these preliminary lead from Donald Trump uh, will probably extend if that lead uh, is confirmed into a win.
0: And, of course, uh, you know, I guess what we would be concerned about is the effect that this will have. You spoke about the RAND. You spoke about gold. Um, You know, what else uh, will we more than likely, you know, expect to happen from a Donald Trump win here?
1: Thanks, again. I mean, that's an excellent question because sometimes maybe we fixate too much on the global impact. The local impact, first of all, as an emerging market, you know, if we get a board-based sell-off, we're going to see that impact emerging markets as a whole in the shorter term. The longer-term impact is really what's quite important for South Africa from an economic growth perspective. Uh, Remember, South Africa is currently a large beneficiary of the AGOA Act, and this has been a fairly contentious act. We've just renegotiated it, and I don't have to tell you about that. It all hinged on, on, for example, chicken imports, Uh, but it's a lot more material than that. It does actually result in some job creation in South. Africa. And if you get a Donald Trump presidency, not just for South Africa, but generally to the rest of the world, he tends to be a lot more isolationist in his view. Uh, he looks likely or more likely, let's call it that, to renegotiate a lot of the free trade agreements that the United States has with its trading partners. And in that kind of context, it's going to be negative for world trade, which is negative for world growth. That's going to filter through to a knock-on impact to our own growth. Uh, as well as export potential, and then directly, if they actually do renegotiate and pull back on acts like a Goa uh, uh, which South Africa has a direct exposure to, uh, that could possibly mean a further drag and impediment to growth specifically for the region. So still seen as quite negative. Uh, from, uh, lastly, from a monetary policy perspective, Donald Trump has been very anti uh, the current establishment at the U.S. Federal Reserve. Uh, Janet Yellen's term comes up in 2018, at the start of 2018. It's very likely that he will not uh, reappoint her, if you want to call it that. In fact, that's an understatement. He's, he's Almost entirely likely to not reappoint her, and in that instance, if he places at the Fed more hawkish individuals, that could mean slightly tighter U.S. economic policy, monetary policy specifically, and that could have spillover effects to the to emerging markets and to South Africa as well. So, quite a difficult time in the market, um, and and I guess down to the wire, which is something that. Uh, maybe we should have expected, given the way Brexit went earlier this year, mm. uh, the US, uh, unfortunately, a lot more systemically important uh, than the UK because it is the world's largest economy.
0: Absolutely, and uh, we're going to leave it there for today. Thank you so much, Mohammed Nala. I'm sure you'll have a lot of work to do today as those results uh, trickle in. And that was Mohammed Nala, head of strategic research at Nedbank CIB.
1: SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. We
0: always leave you wanting more.